All right, guys. Um, thank you again for joining us. As you guys know, we're going to be doing this about um, twice a month, and Jamie has been great about scheduling these. And today is especially fun for Jamie because this is Jamie's father, Paul. So welcome. <laughs> Paul is a client of ours and has been a client for how long has it been now? Six months or so? Five months? Since you started? Okay, you perfect. Yeah. Um, so, Paul, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself in terms of your... Um, he's not home services, by the way, so this is a little bit out of the norm of the typical industry that we're calling into, yeah. but it's still obviously designed to get inside the business owner's mind, so he's going to talk to you about what he's done in the past, what he does today, um, as it pertains to... He coaches tennis, so I will let you kind of give the rundown okay. of your line of work. All right. Yeah. Most of my day is consumed uh, on the court. So what happens is it's broken down into two parts. You have your coaching part, and then you have your retail part. And, um, and my experience has been from the most private club in the city to the most, um, the busiest public facility. Okay. So right now, it's in that public sector. Um, Sorry, there's somebody on the okay. Sorry. I'm used to that. Make a note of that. Uh, so anyway, so right now it's in the uh, public side, which is going to break down into, for us, we have uh, 50 pros that work for the company, and probably 25 of those are going to be independent contractors. So every one of those could be a possible sale. Okay, so basically, so think of it in that terms of um, most of our day is spent on the court. So. All right, in terms of coaching the individuals and... 80% yeah. of your clientele is going to be uh, referral. Okay, and then you have about 20% that you're trying to... Um, expand your business on and each and, and it doesn't matter where it is or what you're doing every pro is going to be thinking of their own business it is their own world okay it's like you're on an island out there and, and you're trying to increase that business as much as you can so they're trying to find new clients new athletes to bring into their schedule for coaching that's their primary focus I wouldn't really call them athletes but <laughs> okay but, give them less credit yeah yeah um so, and that 20% is the most important part. All right, perfect. Okay. So, for the 20% that they're looking for, what do they do today to try to bring those new clients on? How do they go out and find them? Uh, I would, well, now, you know, obviously social media type stuff is, is huge. Um, web page, anything like that that can, that can get out there, get your name out there. Do they do separate social media campaigns, like each um, contractor, they you could, as well? They could. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think what happens is, is you got it's a small business. Is you know, think of it like when when we were in Alabama, okay, it was a one man show. Okay, I had the all the lessons, uh, but I owned the merchandise in the shop. Okay, so you have vendors calling you, you have, and, and then at that point you have, um, you know, salespeople calling on you as well. So I, I think it just depends on, you have to, like I said, each, everybody is out there trying, any small business, okay, you're trying to 
get that little bit of business that you you don't have. And and for us, it's very territorial and it's very uh, localized. I mean, somebody from Kennesaw is not going to drive down to Ashford Dunaway to take a lesson. So I care about everything right around me. Right. Uh, in that area. How important is that for a salesperson to know, or how would they go about finding that out um, when cold calling you, trying to talk to you about well, that hyper local client you're trying to bring on? Twenty uh, percent. So basically, you're. I think it would be important for them to know a little bit about your business before they call. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. We do both sides. I mean, sometimes we'll do research and sometimes we can call in blind and simply through the the questions that we ask, we can find out everything we need and that's kind of the heavier side that we focus on. It's just truly kind of consulting and coming in with three to five questions that will help us understand their business as it stands today and then getting the dialogue going from there. So we could come in saying, hey, what's the radius that you guys work with in terms of bringing on new clients for tennis? Can you hang on? Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Um, about knowing about their business, are you saying that they should know about the industry as a whole or about your individual business? Just the industry as a whole. I mean, uh, you know, and for like me, if you answer the, if I answered the phone and you told me that you played in high school, okay, I would probably hang up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it depends. I think you need to have the idea of that. That's it. Just the business as a whole. Okay, Okay, good. So going back to, um, was it in Alabama that more salespeople were calling on you? Sort of the one-man show, the different salespeople calling from the different vendors? Or do you still get that today? You still get it today. I mean, it's just the company's a lot bigger today. You still have have that. I mean, I think what happens is is you have to, like when you call, do you know who you're calling? Yes. We generally, oftentimes we have a name, but we always know the company name in the industry. Okay, well, I will use, I mean, all of this is obviously me personally, right? I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody agree with that? <laughs> um, okay, so for like me, I would never, if you called and you asked if the owner was there, okay, automatic hang up. Okay, not gonna, I'm not going to talk to you if you don't know who you're calling. Mm-hmm. Um, the and I'm usually not that rude on the phone, by the way. But, <laughs> it's okay if you are. You can okay, tell me but, that. <laughs> but the other half of that is, is like for me, and I would think most businesses are like this, they're going to have someone in the office that is answering that phone. That person usually is probably a relative. Okay, mm-hmm. That relative is going to be your key to get to that owner as fast as you can because they're going to be the ones making that next step for you to... Um, so befriend the family member. Befriend, uh, yeah. Definitely the person that answers the over. phone. Win them over. I would. That would be huge. Cause like for me, Angela, my wife, was always with me. So she would fill a lot of those and screen a lot of those calls. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if she thought it was important enough for me to get involved, or she thought it was a good idea, either way. So how would she classify if it was important enough to send on to you? What were some of the signals that it would be relevant to you? If it, if it was something that she legitimately thought could, could grow the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it goes back to the, the rapport you have when you, uh, when you make that first initial call. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I think it would be important to be uh, not pushy, to be a little bit more low-key, 
to know their name, to tell them what you do, and say, I don't want to waste your, I'm not going to sit here and tell you about it. I'm going to send you, and then have like a package of an email or something like that, and say, I'm going to send you this, and then I'll call you back in a week or so, and after you have time to look at it, because again, I mean, I, and y'all do it, I mean, which I'm impressed, but uh, again, me personally, you would never get me to sign up for something that fast, ever. The one call closes the one that call we are, is, we're so is, successful with. I mean, are you? We are. It's about 20% of the time, roughly. I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, because it would never happen. Because <laughs> these guys are good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm saying. Let yeah. me ask, oh, hang on really quick. Let me ask you a question about um, when you say sending information over. So one of the things that we talk about is um, a lot of times we'll send information mm -hmm. over because the prospect will ask for it and we find that they don't read it a lot of the time. So I'm curious what gets your attention, whether it's a subject line or content in the email, um, what's too long, what's too short, what's too vague. I mean, what captures your attention if that is something? The phone call. Um, the phone right. call is going to make It's the phone call it's in the and of itself. Call right. Within itself. Okay. That's kind of what I was going to okay. ask. I was just going to say when you request people send things over, do you really actually read it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it depends if if you, we've got if we've been that far, okay, to say that um, I ask you to you say you're going to send me something and I'm like okay, or I ask you to do it, then yeah, then I'm going to read it. But what happens is 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 you have to think again, and I don't care what what it is, okay. If they are a small business, a lot of times the the owner of the business or whatever they are out doing the business. I don't care what it is. Okay, so if you have a plumber that's in the middle of a job, okay, he may not get to it until that you know night or the next day or whatever. So the pushiness is is a turn off. But what? then you gotta make the sale, so right, find balance between the two. Yeah. Um, do you have an example of maybe a recent sales call that you took or that Angela pushed through and what it was that got your attention that made you decide to speak to that person or buy their service or product? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we have 18 courts, okay, uh, and a lot of 12 of those are in need of repair. Um, you know, you're talking probably out of 12, you know, it's going to be, um, let's say, a $100,000 job to bid, to bid that out, mm -hmm. okay? And, and what happened was is we have this company that we've always used, and, and one of the, just out of the blue, the guy called and just asked if he could come by and look, okay? And I'm like, I will not be there. And he's like, that's fine. I just want to look around, see what it is. Um, and then and he left his card. And, and then he called me back a couple of days later and said, you know, this is what I found. And, and it was just that non, um, just not being pushy. But he obviously showed some investment in really wanting to get to right. know your facilities to right. have a valid reason to come in and try to sell something that would is something that you were in need of right which helped as well well and and i think that's the the, the biggest one is the sincerity of the call mm -hmm. okay uh you know you you don't have you, like for us it's because everything's a referral you, you know like if you call me and and you said mr danielson 
probably would be like, uh, you know, I'm not sure if I have time for this. <laughs> okay, because everything is, and, and most business, small businesses are like that. Everything is, like I said before, is a referral. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you're trying to get that extra little bit that uh, is going to throw you over the top, and, th and that is what you are always thinking about is how you're going to get that 20 or 10% or whatever it is you need to maybe hire another person or uh, take some of the load off of you and in and, and that sense. So, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I think the sincerity of it and the low-key part of it is, and you gotta remember, there, I mean, how, how big are the businesses you're going? Under 5, uh, 10 employees. Pardon? Under 5 to 10 employees. Well, see, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Guarantee somebody's wife, mother, sister, <laughs> cousin is answering that phone. Absolutely. So what are you guys interested in hiring additional people at this time? Are you looking for more contractors? Are you looking to remain the same? Uh, we would always they'll always add contractors. Okay. Okay, so uh, I think it depends on the on on your business itself is what what is which is going to sound really selfish, but it's what you can do for me. Mm -hmm. okay. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah, so like I have a friend that just left us that uh, entertained the idea of coming on board with y'all because he knew what yeah. he knew what you did. Mm -hmm. Is he not working with us? Jamie, that's your fault. Well, actually, um, yeah, your fault. Sorry. Well, I mean, my okay. Let's use mine as an example. <laughs> okay, six months, and I have it's generated no business. The website. Right. Any of it. Mm -hmm. Pardon. Yeah, there you go. So, what else are you? Well, you said social media was one thing. I mean, when you look at what. You, what is your belief today um, of what helps you guys to bring on new clients? Then? I mean, what are you? What have you been exposed to? What have people introduced you to? I mean, what's your idea of what would help you in terms of marketing or advertising uh, I, from your perspective as a business owner? A web page is the biggest, obviously. Uh, the flashier, the better. <laughs> uh, and and why do you say that? The flashier, the better. Why do you think that would make a difference? Uh, because it, it, it represents technology. It represents, you know, what, you know, you, you're on the forefront of, um, I mean, uh, my webpage. Okay, we could use that. And then my friends is uh, bansexleytennis.com. Okay, if you look at the difference, I mean, it's quite significant. Just the visual appeal. The visual appeal of it. So what is what is your expectation of what a website would do for you? Specifically the website. I think if you if someone typed in uh, you know you know, tennis coaching in Atlanta, I would feel like that mine should come up. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the you know, a little bit where somebody could actually look down and find it or mm -hmm. I mean, basically, that's it. You're trying to get your name to the top of the top of the heap. The first page of Google. <laughs> okay. Well, going back. Or Yahoo. Yeah. Or Yahoo. 
Um, going back to sort of the day-to-day operations for you, so are you, you're on the court most of the time. Yeah. So what eats up most of your time outside of that in terms of your business operations? Uh, taking care of that 80% that you... Um, maintaining the relationships with your clients. Maintaining the relationships that you mm-hmm. have, which, you know, it, and that's why you're sitting there thinking, how, how am I going to grow my business? Because, you know, this section over here is taking up all of my time. So how do you, other than the obvious of working with these guys on the court, how do you maintain the relationships with them and ensure that they wouldn't go to potentially another facility or another, you know, contractor or coach out there? Is there anything additional you guys do? Uh, that's a really loaded question. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, I think you just, I, to me, it's about service. Mm-hmm. Okay, for us, I mean, that, that's basically what it boils down to is the service that you give to anyone. I mean, and what happens is, like, for us, I've spent 20 years in a country club. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last four years have been, or five, have been in a public facility. Yet those people in the public facility now believe that they are in a country club. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's the way we treat them. Because it's the only way, that's the only thing I know. Right. You know, and and like for us, like if if you were if when we were in Alabama, okay, the service that you provide, which is unfortunate, it wouldn't help us that much, okay, because you're tied to the amount of members that you have. Mm-hmm. But here, okay, it's just unlimited. The only thing that that is holding you back is the radius of right. But you guys are very obviously hyper local with who you're looking for. That's important to you guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. And and outside of that too, I mean, what other sort of day to day? What what kind of keeps you up at night? That cliche. What are you thinking about in terms of? Is it you know keeping this business alive, growing, profitable? Um, what's sort of top of mind for you as a business owner, and keeping this going? Uh, um. Or is it the service, the reputation? It's the reputation and, and making sure that everybody on, that you have on board is in that same frame of mind and, mm-hmm. and uh, making sure that they they provide that service that you expect mm-hmm. and that you give. So for us, I mean, you can go to, I mean, and, and Blackburn's a great example because the courts are horrible, mm-hmm. okay, yeah you know, a hundred thousand people still come through there every year. Okay. And the courts are are I mean they're hideous. Okay. So it it has to be something else. I mean, because some people will go, I mean not come because aesthetically it's bad. Okay, so you have to make up that difference somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What did you do before you had a website with us, what did you do to inform people of who you guys are? Talk about your service, your reputation. I mean, how did people know about you? What were your mediums of marketing or getting the word out there? You, you, you don't have one. Yeah. And what was the decision to not do that? And the reason I ask is we've got a lot of people that we talk to. Obviously, um, you know, the size of company that we're working with, 50% of them don't have a website in and of itself. So one of the challenges that we have is just getting them to understand the value of moving to the online world versus just the reliance on word of mouth or offline mediums like phone book ads, things like that. So, um, still looks at phone book. 
know, but our prospects believe that they do. They do. So that's what we're doing is we're working with them to get out of that mindset. So what, from your perspective, I mean, what stopped you from getting online sooner? You know, for us to think about getting inside their head, obviously you have the 80% word of mouth referrals, uh, but... The, the fear of not being able to, um, to, to do it. You know, uh, I mean... And what do you mean by that, well, not being I able mean, to do it? I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't spend, you know, five or six, eight thousand dollars to build this web page. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it's just... And, and go the other way is you, you go back to how many jobs is that going to take for me to actually pay for that? The and ROI. Is, right, yeah. and, is, and is it going to actually generate that much business for me? When, and then you go back to what I said earlier. You have to have that thought of, you know, how is it going to grow? And it seems to be doing okay here. I just want that extra little bit. And, that, and that's a huge chunk of change to, to throw out there to, for a maybe. Mm -hmm. Especially when, I mean, and I think a lot of times that type of, um, for me, okay, uh, that's why I went back to the thing like with Angela. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean she has an IT background. Okay, so her being able to, you know, the the people in the office are going to have that that skill of you know a computer and you know and on so on forth. Versus the guy that owns the business, he may be the one out there turning the wrench. Right. Okay, this is not not important to him. Right. Absolutely. So aside from Jamie working at Snetto, what were some of the things that appealed to you in terms of getting into the online world? Just knowing that the way that the trend is going, the I search mean, behaviors. Right. I mean, and, and we, at that time, uh, because of the world it is, you, you don't know where you're going to be in, in a few months. Mm -hmm. So let's say that it, it happened and, and it, the business that I had just started really growing, okay, then basically all I need is a court. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't. I don't care where it is, uh, and that's what I was thinking about. In yeah. case I had to leave there, or something happened, or and 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 it does. I mean, we all know that it does. Yeah. Absolutely, and our our prospects deal with seasonality all the time. You know, so the ebbs and flows. You're right. I think that's a really good point. You don't know what's going to happen a month from now or six months from now. So yeah. and, and one piece of the puzzle to you know, and secure. not that you can tell, but I would think that like really cold weather, and really like really hot weather would be great for like air conditioning people okay mm -hmm. like for me you wouldn't want to call me in December and say hey how about doing this because I'd be like you know I don't even have milk money you know right mm -hmm. now so the answer would be no but call me back in the summer right so if you know a little bit about the business itself then that that would right you had mentioned, too, um, the website, you know, you don't have $5,000 or whatever to put into a website. I think there probably are a lot of prospects out there that have this assumption that it's very expensive to do, that it might be overwhelming or, you know, confusing or challenging for them to get into that. What, where do you think that stems from? Is that coming from other people telling you how much that they spent? Because obviously one of our competitive differentiators is the price point that we have and our customer service doing all the work for them. So right. that's one of the things that we're doing is just outreaching to let them know, you know, we can make their life easier with that. But where does that come from, that perception? Uh, Tom, you, you don't have, 
you're like for me mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm outside mm-hmm. okay I mean I don't even have my phone with me when I'm outside mm-hmm. so uh, you, you just don't you know your life and time are geared around not around that right uh, so and then you hear the feet you know this it costs this much or this much or whatever and and that's why I, you know I think it's a great idea that what you provide is and that would be the lead that's how I would sell it the price point the, the price customer point service and the customer <laughs> service and this is what I'm going to do for you and, and, and anything that you can do for me where I don't have to do it, but it'll get done, mm-hmm. it's, it's huge. So it's that soft cost for you that time because your day is so consumed with being well, out on the courts and working with clients. Right, and, and you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have time to sit there and uh, mm-hmm. deal with managing a website. Well, you know, even looking up the cost because. I mean, you know, you're going to ask two people and get three different opinions. Right. So, Absolutely. I mean, I'm catching that one. Yeah. <laughs> Did, do you mind me asking yes, what are some of the prices that you, you were quoted for a website? Um, yeah, like it was like uh, 3000 to about six. A month? No, no, to build it. Oh. And then you have your, your you know, it, was, it could be anywhere from a few dollars to, you know, 70 or $80 a month to, to have it up and running. Do you recall who that was through? <coughs> okay. You'd have to ask. Okay. Angela. Yes, to befriend Angela. Yeah. Okay. Chelsea, go ahead. Um, you said that website, social media is really important for your company. Where would you rate, like, online reviews and rankings? Do you think those are important? I think they're huge. Do you think they're more important than social media? I do. Because they're opinions of other people? Mm-hmm. Would they be more important than a website to you? Almost. Yeah. Do you track that today? Do you go out there and see? Yeah, all the time. Yeah? Where do you look? Or how do you pull that information together? I type my name in Google. <laughs> so smart. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, Leading the pack. I know, yeah. <laughs> On the edge of technology. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, uh, and, and what's, and I think a lot of people in that, because you are doing like a service industry, okay, a lot of people are doing that all the time. Uh, I wouldn't even care if they had a web page. Because, I mean, I do it now on everything that I do. Because I'm always looking for myself, you know, which is kind of creepy, but it's there. How do you collect the reviews? Do you send them, like, on a, like, an attachment after they sign up with the contract, or just ask them, like, how do you think they post it? Because normally, like, when owners ask for, like, feedback, they give them, like, some sort of form after they leave or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like Yelp, or, I mean, if you, like, uh, like, if you type in Blackburn Tennis Center for us, okay, it's going to come up, and it'll have the website, and then it'll, under it, it'll have a review, and, um, and, and so, you know, a form would not work. Have a form? No, I do not have a form. <laughs> Translator. Right, guys. I don't know if this question could relate to your industry, but um, a lot of times you run into business owners say, 
you know, we don't need a website right now because we're swamped with business. How does that relate to you, and at what point do you feel that you're swamped with business to the point where you don't want advertising anymore for right that moment? I can't imagine that. Uh, I mean, I, I hear I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, If someone said that to you, okay, I would think that they are so small-minded that you wouldn't want to deal with them anyway. Move on to the next one, right? <laughs> I mean, is that is that is that legitimate? An infinite amount of leads out there to call. I mean, sorry. Sorry, I had to be careful how I am. Yeah, because I was just gonna blurt out an answer, but. That's, <laughs> Based on your vibe, like, I can see you face-to-face, but if I'm calling you, you know, my, what I'm getting from you based upon how, what I'm hearing, you're pretty much laid back, so I'm calling you first time. How do I get you excited on the phone? What, what are some things that'll catch your attention to actually change your mood, to actually want to listen to what I have to say in 15 seconds? <laughs> or less. Yeah. Or less. <laughs> Well, that's what we, we talk about and we've heard from some other business owners. You basically have 15 seconds, sometimes less, to get my attention before I decide to say not interested and not well, talk to you. Back on that real quick. Earlier, like, if you called and you didn't know my name, I'd hang up. A lot of times we have you guys calling 500 people a week. We don't have time to give them every single name, and even if it's correct. So if we came in in 10 seconds, hey, just wanted to talk to you. We work with other tennis pros in Atlanta. wanted to chat with you about getting some extra people to fill up your courts. Do you have a minute? <laughs> Time's a ticking. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, hey, Paul, it's Laura. Like, I, you know, that I was just wondering in regards to that because we want to have, you know, 10 to 15 seconds. And you said, you know, if they don't have a name, we wouldn't hang up. But you also said, if you can help me and you can tell me you can help me, I'm going to listen. So if I'm calling in saying, hey, I work with other tennis pros in Atlanta, wanted to chat with you about getting more business because that's what I do. I help other tennis pros get, you know, fill up their courts. What would be my answer? If you had a minute, or can we, would that do you be have a second to chat about that? Or can you uh, that? Yeah. That would, that would probably work because the next question would be who. Right. Who or where. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was a way I could get around that knowing your name. Pardon? So that's a way I could get around not knowing your name. Yep. Okay. Would you still be excited just for what she was saying? Well, as excited as I can get. Touche. Which is about right here. This is it. <laughs> Mr. Enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, it, it goes back to like that. Okay, that sentence, though, sounds sincere. Okay. She helps other people. She can help me. Okay. Uh, I think it's really easy for someone just to be like, uh, no. I think the question needs to be in a, in, in a way that um, maybe or uh, maybe where where no can't be a a, respo- a response. Well, in that case, like she was saying. Uh, 10, 15 seconds. Let's say that you're having a bad day and you didn't, you didn't respond that way. Like, 
do you feel some type of remorse and would rather us call you back or just take you off the do you know put you on the do not call list? Basically, because we were told in the past, don't take it personal. So oh, that's it. That's hard. I mean, that's that's really. Uh, I mean, any kind of rejection. I don't care if you know them or not. I mean, uh, okay, that it, it's hard not to take that personal. I mean, I can use I can use a perfect example of that. Let's say you do an unbelievable job, okay? You just do an outstanding job, okay? Apparently, it's going well. Are you talking about the confetti on yeah. the floor? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Or that, or somebody really trash. Bad. Really, they're just messy people. I don't know. Uh, that's the first. That's what it is. Okay. All right. So let's let's say you just do an outstanding job, okay? And you have one person like that that you call. Okay, are they going to affect how you feel about the rest of the day or the rest of the week? But let's say I was just a jackass <laughs> to you. Uh, is that person going to affect you for the rest of the day or for the rest of the week? Well, not really. Okay, so you don't take it personal. But it all depends on the type of mood I may be in. Right. But see, it, that's what I was saying. It depends on what type of vibe I may pick up from you answering the phone. But well, what I'm saying is, is I could provide a great service for, you know, 99.9% of the people. Okay, and that one person, okay, that is unhappy, that's the one that sticks in your head. That's the one you remember. Okay, and you can't. Okay, so, uh, I mean, it's easy to say, don't take it personal, but, but I'm saying I, I think that when somebody just is like, no, it, and, and it's, and it's. Dude, I'm just—it's just a job. Okay, I mean, you know, don't take it out on me. So, I think that's where you have to come in on that side. That that vibe. Okay, I wouldn't push it, but you know, I don't know if that answered your question. It does. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Um, you know, I mean, they're baseball players in the Hall of Fame for um, you know getting three hits out of every ten. Of all time? Of all time. And the greatest. That's a two-part question. Uh, Sampras? Sampras. And greatest or favorite? See, all the above. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the second question I had was, you know, I was taking a look at your website, um, and it looks like you're connected to a lot of different social, social media networks like Twitter and LinkedIn. And going back to what you said earlier about how important services to you, I'm sure that a lot of people that you've taught over the years would be very open to giving recommendations um, about the level of service that you provide. Um, people, and I was wondering if you ever thought about taking that information and putting it up on your website. Because a lot of times what we're finding is when small businesses do have that information on their website, it engages a consumer at a higher level than when they don't have that information on their website. And so my question was, do you have a mechanism to actually get that information from people that you've taught in the past? And would you be interested in moving that information on your website, on your LinkedIn profile, on your Twitter pages? Is he talking about a form again? Yeah. No. Like a testimony. Are we sure of marketing department? What do you find when you Google it yourself? Yeah. Uh, I think it would be a good idea. 
uh, I mean, it's it, for like for me, I would have a hard time asking someone, "Can you write how great I am?" <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that's just me. Right. Okay, e- even though it's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> a lesson. That is. Do, you, uh, do you communicate with um, your students via email or any of the people you give lessons to by email? Yeah. You do. So, would, would you be open to, In fact. Um, you know, a, an organization like ours sending? Um, an email on your behalf to collect that information from yeah, that your would, student. Yeah. Okay. That would be that would be and then publishing that information on your website. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Okay. Thank you. Um, do you have like mer- do you have merchandise for your pro shop that's like specific to you? Obviously not like tennis rackets and tennis shoes, but like tennis your own like like yeah, like your own bags, like your own bags or t shirts or anything like that? Uh, have had okay. It, only because the reason I ask because lately I've been speaking to uh, or I speak to like pool service guys, and you know one of my selling things is I'm saying, well, hey, you know, get your website and then put it on your truck or on your freaking t-shirt or anything. Mm-hmm. And I would just think that in it and you know I was just wondering if you had have maybe taken advantage of putting the the site on anything or. You know, or if it's just mainly there for when people are Googling to find a, a, a tennis pro. Yeah, it would be that way. The last one. The last one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have, uh, you know, it, what happens is, is you try to, like, and this is where it gets to be tough, okay, because you have these independent contractors, okay, and they're trying to grow their business, yet they are, they are at one particular place. Uh, so... You don't want them to promote themselves just alone because they are, you know, like, I mean, um, okay. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I lost my train of thought. You say you don't want them to promote themselves. Yeah, I mean, you want them to promote the center. Like, for us, like, we have, you know, so we have 50 pros, okay? scattered all over the city and yet each one of those are their own little business okay but, okay. You, okay, but you don't want them promoting their uh, their self their, their self and, and not and not promote the center as well okay. okay does that make sense yeah so so to answer your question no I would not do that okay, okay. put my name on the back of a t-shirt okay after a winner on the world on that one <laughs> Chelsea. Um, I guess with your idea of a website and what a website is, do you expect it to generate customers on its own, or do you, you know, feel that you, you know, you need to push it as well as Snetta putting it out there? You know, it's kind of a joint effort, or do you think, you know, if we build your website, it's just break people in? I think it should generate leads. That's what I would think it would. That's why it would be for. Okay, it's up to me to make the sale. Okay, to get the lesson out there, get them. You know, I mean, I mean, if and you see this all the time, especially in, in our business, is somebody would have, um, like, uh, example would be they have a like a Groupon thing where they, you know, 
buy one less and get 14 free or something. Okay. <laughs> Sounds about right. Right, right. Is that about right? Yeah. Fast so, okay, so we're so so we're making, it's like you know they're making like four dollars an hour. Uh, okay, and it's even half of that because Groupon gets half of it. So so what happens is. Uh, but then you read the stuff about that where he didn't show up or he was 30 minutes late. And, and that just gives a, you know, a bad taste that people are reading that. So it, it goes back to the same thing. Is, uh, I think it should generate the leads, and then it's up to me to make the close them out. Do you monitor your competition on like what they're doing, like via web presence or marketing or advertising? Yeah, and price. And price. So, because you want to make sure that you stand above that rep, like you said, that other court. Like, yeah, let them go there. Right. They're gonna see how awful it is, and they're gonna see, oh, well, I'm gonna step up in the world, and that's your price point right, right. there. Yeah. And, okay. and and you, you know, the the, uh, I think it also goes back to sometimes you you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are your competitors doing anything today that you're looking into? As in terms of marketing or obtaining new leads? Not that I know of. Okay. I mean, you know, it's, whereas it seems, you know, like, which I don't know if you know this, but okay, um, Atlanta has uh, eighty thousand league tennis players. It's the biggest league in the world. Okay. Organized league. All right. So, in and in, in terms of and that's an alpha uh, league. Uh, league. Okay. In terms of Southern Division USTA, okay, it doesn't have that many. Mm-hmm. So you're taking the city of Atlanta, okay, which is bigger than the whole Southern Division of USTA. Okay, so so there's yeah. Quick question, piggy off the hill. So if I basically mention we're talking and I mention uh, Andrew's tennis lessons and I just told you that he's offering the same service, you know, for cheaper. As a small business owner, what's the first impulse in your mind? Is it intimidation or motivation? Uh, neither. It would be like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I only ask because I some customers there say, well, what about my other competitions or who else have you served my business? Why does it really matter to another small business owner what the competition is doing? Is it intimidation or motivation? Did you just ask me that question again? No. <laughs> I was, I was reiterating of why I asked you that question. You know, as a small business owner, I saw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was that was I was that was that was that was you know, I I think it goes back to what it, it, it's not arrogance by any means. Okay, let me get that cleared up. I mean, I, I think if you provide a service and you do a really good job with your service, then you're going to have business. Okay, so what someone else is doing, I do not care. So it's neither motivation or intimidation. I, I, I mean, I don't care enough to care. 
Can I ask a question? Just um, based on what we're doing, we're selling websites. We obviously know that's important. What is the simple, you know, the most simplified way that? Because sometimes we tend to go a little bit too much into it. So, what would be a more simplified way for us to get to the, that you feel as a business owner that would get to the point and wrap it up and make it so that you, you know, uh, that you can do it all in house. Okay. okay. Price. Okay, and um, and how is it going to help my business? Because having it is is not that's not good enough. Because I don't understand it anyway. Right. Okay, so how how is it going to help my business to have this? The I mean, the means part of it. Does yeah, it I mean, mean to you? so when you make when you make a call and you have that fifteen seconds, okay. What do you usually say, Laura? Like what I said to you. Hey, just giving you a call. I work with other tennis pros in this lane. I help them out generating new traffic online. I want to talk to you about what you're doing right now through that. Okay. Yeah, and then I say, is it time? And they say, oh, no, I don't need them. Like, okay, is that a time or money issue for you? And that's when it opens up, usually. And it's usually both. Correct. And all that's what I say to you, like, is it time, money, issue, like, both, like, and then I just kind of string it along. Oh, yeah, 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 I don't have time for that, or yeah, 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 it's too expensive. Those are two, I mean, we can beat both of those objections. Yeah. What other additional questions do you guys have? Or Bill, David, do you guys have anything you want to add? Good? Okay. Perfect. Can I make some more noise over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, perfect. Um, is there anything else that you would want to contribute that you think would help benefit us in terms of, I mean, obviously our primary job is we're, we're cold calling. You know, we're trying to get people on the phone. We've got that 15 seconds. You know, we focus a lot on what the website does, what it means to the business, and you obviously touched on that. Is there anything additional that comes to mind that would be beneficial for us to know um, for earning clients for Sonetta that would help us out? Are you hit on all of them? <laughs> Eight questions in one. <laughs> um, can you ask it one more time? <laughs> Anything else that we should uh, know? Just net it out. I was okay. 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 Uh, I, you know, I think it um, it goes back to the same thing as I said earlier. Okay. Uh, the sincerity of the phone call, mm -hmm. um, what what you can do to maybe help me, uh, and and just kind of the pushiness is where I mean I it, me that's just a huge turn off, mm -hmm. and I and I give all of you uh, you know kudos for being able to make a cold call. <laughs> uh, I mean, really. I mean, I cannot emphasize that enough. It's pushy once a day, once every other day, once a week. What, you calling me? Yeah. Like, oh, call me back. Okay, well, can I call you back in 30 minutes or five minutes or in 2014? Or <laughs> <laughs> People actually say that, too. Call me back next year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, or is pushy just the one call close? Is pushy us trying to get your money 
by the end of for the me it would be it would be trying to get it by the end of the conversation okay so because it wasn't going to happen okay. later uh-huh. in the week wouldn't be necessarily pushy no or leaving voicemails like you know you check voicemails every day yeah. Do I? Every you check voicemail. Yeah. Twice a day. All the time. Okay. No, but I come across. If you left, if you know you were that creepy guy that left eight voicemails, okay, yeah. and, you know, about an hour, be like, you know, probably not. But write you up. And he really, he really did like it. I'm caught. That was a fifteen-second conversation, and he's called me eight times. Uh, so I mean, I, yeah. Um. I think one of the things a lot of us run into, um, kind of piggyback off the voicemail, is um, let's say if I set an appointment with you, I ran through it, and I set an appointment, and then when I follow up with you at the scheduled time, you're busy. So then you tell me to call you back. I call you back at the next scheduled appointment. You're busy again. I call you back at the next one, and then all of a sudden, it seems like now I'm becoming a pest when I'm honoring what you told me to do. Mm-hmm. Have you had that before? Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I think some people, uh, I I mean, I'm not one of them, okay, but some people have a hard time saying I'm not interested. Uh Okay, so, you know, after the third, you know, let's say the third time that we've set this up and every time you call back, I'm like, I'm busy, you know, I would go on to something else, okay? Uh, And, you know, we see that a lot. I mean, Somebody, I mean, do you know how many lessons I've had that said, I'll call you next week? Okay? You know, I, I never hear from them. Yeah. Also, just the last question, I'm just really curious about what are some of the starting a new business? Because most people that I talk to are just like, you know, that five year gap, like, like right there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the fears that you have starting in general as a small business owner? that I possibly could address to calm them down? Because a lot of them get anxiety or sometimes they back out because they're so scared about, like what are some of the things that you go through your mind when you, when you first started your business before it got to where it is now? Uh, well, I mean, I think this would be with anybody, failure. You, know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be a failure on that. Um, and usually what happens is, is, uh, you know, it's, Somebody starting their own business is a branch off of something that they've already been doing. Uh, so, in that sense, then if if you know they've just gone out there on their own, and let's say they've been with a bigger company and they've just gone out there on their own, you know, fear of of failure is is the biggest thing that that is driving it, and and expense. You know, you, 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 that expense factor is always in your in the back of your mind. Overhead. Overhead. Okay. All right. Anything else? Good to go. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And um, that's it. So. Thanks. Is it okay? Yeah, it's great. Thank you so much.